You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Hi, this is Sherry Richards. And this is Karen Kalmasan. And welcome to Inspired Good Fat Life, where we explore what it takes to live a modern, healthy life and so much more. We're here. (laughs) Oh my gosh. It's so nice to see your face. I know. I know. Like in real life. Yeah. And and the studio, it's just so cool. It feels feels official. Yeah. We're sitting at the grown up table now, huh? We are. We are. So welcome. Welcome to Good Fat Life. Um, Inspired Good Fat Life in this (laughs) issue. And uh, Karen and I are going to talk about meditation um, and what it is and what it isn't. And, um, you know, we are like, this isn't your mama's meditation. And we have an amazing um, guest with us, um, Mina Puri. So we'll bring her in in just a couple minutes. But um, so, Karen, you know, what's what's your kind of why did you want to talk about meditation today? Well, for several reasons. One, I think it's very important. And two, um I've noticed in my life, uh, people, when you tell people um, that you're a meditator or you've started meditation, they expect you to be Christ-like and like a guru all the time. But really, the reason why I started it is because I felt like I wanted to uh, lose the urge of wanting to slap people in public, like, you know, (laughs) Target or Walmart. Um, I'm like, I got to get centered here. So... (laughs) And, you know, at the urgency of my family and friends, too, they're like, you got to learn how to chill a little bit. So um, I just started sort of on a journey to find out what meditation was about and to get centered and, uh, you know, learned a lot of ups and downs, um, you know, and I've read some funny things like people say like, uh, well, you you know, you burn sage, you meditate, you smoke weed, you do all this stuff, but you're not very zen. I'm like, yeah, but people are still people, right? So you got to keep like doing it and keep getting out there and um, learn. And especially today with uh, how everything keeps changing, right? It's easy, real easy to get irritated. So I, I find myself uh, centered back into meditation and uh, it really helps, especially with me in public. And it's helping the public at large. <laughs> Well, good. I'm grateful that <laughs> yeah. that's that's what yeah. you do. How about you, Sherry? So my um, journey to meditation came uh, very was very different. <laughs> we had moved from uh, Oregon to Ohio, and uh, there was a lot going around. Uh, just there was so much in the move, and with kids and new jobs and all of this stuff. And and I met this amazing woman. Her name is Liz Tikas. She was like an oh, angel. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And. Uh, she meditated, and so she and, and I was diagnosed with a, um, a autoimmune disease that I, they said they basically said you're going to have to learn to live with this the rest of your life and get used to taking and 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 you'll need to go on pain medications for the rest of your life. Wow. And I said some of those swear words that you know <laughs> yeah. you were referring to, and it's like no way, you know, this isn't going to happen. And Liz was like, well, why don't you try meditation? You know, it, it really helps. Um, it 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 can he- it can help a lot. Right. And and totally the diagnosis was gone and um I'll just say for me it's it's like a no it's non-negotiable. So my family knows, my kids, grandkids knows that I have to do my meditation, my morning meditation and they will appreciate it to your point. They right. will like me better if I do it. And and it was also I found it's like one thing led to the next. It's like okay, it's kind of like when you redo your house, you know, you change one thing and then all these other things show up that you want to do be- better at, right? Or change right. or improve on and so that's what it's been for me. So 
um, we kind of came from different places. <laughs> of course, but, always, but, right? But, you but here, we are, same, here right, we are. Here we are, right? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah. I was going to ask you, um, so did you find when you first started meditating, meditating, you meditated only on health or where did you start your meditation and where, where is it now? Is it I, different I, now yeah. that the pain's gone? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it just is like you, it's like the onion, right? The the one thing and then the next thing and absolutely um, – I, I, I always did – well, you know what, and we'll get – some of this will bring Mina in and we can um, have a deeper conversation around that. But um, it, it's just like the, that starting was the tip of the iceberg. You know, this is 23 years later. Wow. And um, there's just – like I said, it's a practice, right? It's a daily practice and we just keep learning more and more about ourselves in ways that are mind-boggling. Right. And, yeah, I heard something on fulfillment that I want to share a little bit later that just kind of really blew my mind this week. And so it's also that nice is like there's um, there's so much room for surprise, right? Right. For surprise. Yeah. So, so anyways, well, let's – yeah, let's bring Mina in. Okay. And then we're going to talk about some of the th- myths and, yeah. and benefits and all of that. So Mina Puri is an Ayurvedic practitioner. Uh, yoga and meditation teacher and author of the number one best-selling book, Healing Your Relationship with Food, The Ayurveda Way, which that – I know. It's right you up know, your alley. Right. And, it's, <laughs> and, um, and she's also the founder of the Ayurvedic Healing Center and the Yoga School of Milford. Uh, she has a clinical practice in Milford and guides her clients to better health and healing. And um, so anyways, tons to say. And uh, yeah, so let's welcome Mina. Hi, Nina. Thank you for coming. Thank you so much for having me here. I loved your conversation. <laughs> did, did, did you hear us? <laughs> so great. And I want to say that, Mina, one of the uh, things on my bucket list was to go to India. And um, Mina, Mina put it, that trip together last year. And so we got to go spend three, three weeks in uh, northern in- India with – uh, Mina as our guide, and it was a mind-boggling. Oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> she took us <laughs> yeah. to places that, you know, the birthplace of yoga and wow, all kinds of things. Yeah. So, yeah. but uh, what, did you just have them in such a meditative state, Nina, that they thought they went to India? It turns out they were never there. <laughs> right. oh, you know what? I, I don't have such powers. So. Yeah. <laughs> so, so let's talk about you know this this one of the thing. It is an interesting thing if we can just talk for a minute about, you know, some of what the misconceptions of what meditation is, right? Yeah. yeah. It, and it, I think uh, what you said, Karen, that, uh, you know, are you lighting candles, smoking weed and creating? So, you know, what came to my mind is there's mood making. There's mood making and then there's a real thing. So I think in our world, there's a lot of mood making. Even when you go to some yoga studios, they have all these uh, DT pictures and uh, necklaces and beads. And, and, you know, it is mood making. There isn't anything wrong with it. But, you know, when there's a real thing happening, you can be sitting, you know, in India, Sherry, at a, on a, you know, stone in some temple and meditate because it's inside. So we really have to recognize, and somehow, you know, we are a culture that's really layered into the, the mood making on what things look on the outside. And I am more like, you know, look, not everybody is going to have the space to meditate. Not everybody is going to first go through 
and do a checklist. Do I have this? Do I have that? Because it really doesn't matter. And that's one myth. And, the, you know, another myth that people have that med- people who meditate, they're like this elite group or maybe this weirdos um, or they're, you know, elevated in space. And, you know, again, Sherry and I talked this morning. It's like they don't swear. Well, that's I swear. <laughs> yeah. But you, then there's a time, you know, whenever it's like, what the F? Yeah. You know, so, you know it, it, it's not about that. That reminds me of a story. My son was young, and he had to uh, go to his dad, and he had to do all of his homework. And he wasn't doing it. He was just, and I was, you know, everything had to be done before he leaves. And I had a yoga class going on down in the studio. And I screamed at him. I, you know, when you have a kid. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> how can you not once in a while scream? So, and my students had already come in the studio. And when I go downstairs, and I'm like, they were a little bit like, hmm, we don't know who you are. And I thought, did you guys hear me scream? They're like, uh-huh. I'm like, well, good. I'm, great. I'm glad that I broke all your myths about what a yoga teacher is. I'm not immune to normal life. I just may, you know, I just don't get stuck in it for too long. I scream. Next minute, I forget about it. I move on. I said, so try that at home. Just, you know, make sure you don't have people waiting on you like you guys are waiting on me. <laughs> <laughs> good point yeah, yeah good yeah. point so it's just really meditation is not becoming anything different it's becoming you at the very core uh is refining yourself as to who you are like you were you mentioned about centering aligning your inner life so your outer life is better aligned so you can function better you can do what you came here to do without uh, coming across obstacle after obstacle and banging your head against the wall, it just it opens the space and clarity. That's what meditation does. So there was um, uh, I I love to do guided meditations, yes. um, but I like the guided ones where it's it's a guide for a little bit to kind of just help me get my mind to sh- you know stop down and breathe a little bit, and then silence or a music for. 12 minutes or so, but there was one that I did this last week. It was with um, Deepak Chopra and the conversation was around fulfillment. You know, what is fulfillment? Mm -hmm. And, and, and Mina, maybe you've heard this, it, but he said that he learned as a child, the fulfillment is when a tree is laden with, is like a tree that's laden with fruit and its boughs dip down offering the fruit to everyone. And Absolutely, and it's yeah. f- and full fulfillment is a state of overflowing happiness, contentment, generosity, and completeness. And you're just you know so rich from inside, as you said, from yeah. inside that you just want to share that with everybody that you come into contact with, regardless of your circumstances. And and you know absolutely, we many times think that um, when everything gets okay, mm-hmm. oh, my son behaved. Only if my this happened, only if I got X number of clients, you know, I'm waiting for that to happen. And, you know, you and I, you know, keep waiting. It's not going to happen. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm still so waiting. Yeah. yeah, so, um, really, you know, more and more, it's really your inner state of being. It's being okay, being neutral or being okay with whatever happens. And... 
So, you know, and that being okay is a state of fulfillment. Fulfillment is not making X amount of dollars, or it's not about having a certain house or a certain relationship. Those things are wonderful, but, you know, they can come and go. So, you know, fulfillment cannot be based out of things that can continuously change. So it's really an inner state. And the fulfillment comes when we deeply connect with who we are at the core. Deeply connect with the source of intelligence, deeply connect with pure consciousness. So that connection is the energetic, that's the energetic, physical body, non-physical body. When we have that connection and we take a dive in it, take a dip in it during meditation, that experience what is what gets infused into our daily life that experience of wholeness is what creates the body that is healthy is what leads us to make the healthy choices without having to struggle so that state of fulfillment has nothing to do with who you are where you live what do you have what relationships you have what you're doing it's an inner state of being and that's where you know, guided meditations are great because they help us, you know, listen to somebody else's voice rather than our own voices. And, yeah, and but the, you know, there's a mantra-based meditation that is like an inner song or an inner tune that I give to my clients that they listen to it just before you even know it, you are gone in for a ride and you're gone in, you don't even know where you were. And that's the state that when we bring people to, their stresses uh, fall apart. The, the imprints on the nervous system untangle and release hold over their conscious, over their subconscious mind. And they access that place of intelligence. So, so you're bringing up a great um, – I'm sorry, Karen, you That's had okay. something you want to say? Go oh, ahead. I was anyway. just going to talk to your point um, of some of the pit, pitfalls because I know with me – I started out, you know, what do I need? You know, gimmicky, gimmicky meditation. What do I need? I need all the props. I need the certain kind of pants. I need the certain kind of bolster. And instead of saying, what do I have, right? So, and I've noticed um, in my training, and I've done a little training with people that um, it seems like the people that come with the most props and the most gimmicky kind of meditations are the people that really need to be there the most, right? It's all, what do I still need? I still need, I need to get this bolster as soon as I get this certain thing, then I can start, you know, it's not, it's what you have. You have to get into what you have. So um, that is a definitely a pitfall, yeah. the gimmicky. And then also um, the guided meditation, right? You start to get reliant on the guide rather than, again, it's something else rather than what do I have? What do I know? So that's another sort of a pitfall, but it can help build the bridge, right? Just right. speaking both I of your points. Like, yeah. I'm at a point where, you know, we live in a, we, we are, we live in a consumer flow. We are a product oriented culture. Okay. And, you know, I just think that there are many, many doors for people to enter their inner world. If the door is this mental kind of hang up that I have to have certain things, well, you know, they can try it. it. There's nothing wrong with it, but as long as they use that to travel inward and not thinking, well, only if I had a better prop, only if I had better music. Uh, so, you know, there's that trap over there, but you know, if people, I don't care which door people come in to go inside 
it's all good. Like you said, guided meditation many times can be very helpful. I guide people through different meditations and, you know, individual work because it can, it's specific to what's going on with them. It can help them shift their perspective, expand their mind, and think about their predicaments in a whole new way. And then they enter a space which is more expansive, which is, you know, all of a sudden they begin to see things that they didn't see prior to that. So I think, and, you know, I think any meditation at this point right now, because there's so many Mm -hmm. available, why not go ahead and use it? But I really would suggest like, you know, we don't need this extra burden of the gimmicky, the, the product stuff, like really we're already, you know, our homes are already stuffed. We, we really have, um, we don't need to collect more things. We need to experience more and more of ourselves into our lives. And like you said, go inside, you know, there's a there's an interesting thing happens when we kind of meditate on the turmoil inside, meditate on the difficulty that we have. You begin to do that naturally what happens, what the object of meditation, it shifts. What you what you observe, it changes what you are observing. All of a sudden the big problem that you thought that you had, it it changes shape and form and identity. It begins to look different. It changes its intensity. And all of a sudden, if you keep kind of meditating on it, all of a sudden it becomes something else. So that's another way of meditating. So there, there's a lot of material inside. You know mm. what I mean? There's so much turmoil inner. Why not use it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. It's like, okay, you know what? Yeah. Here, hit me. Yeah. What, yeah. what the heck is this? Or like, I go ask, what is this? What the heck is this? Go inside and sit with it. You know, feel the pain, feel the difficulty. So I tell them like, open your eyes. Look, you're still sitting in my office. Your feet are on the ground. The road is still there. Nothing changed. Yes, you had a discomfort for a few minutes, but you can handle it. It's, it's better to handle the few minutes of discomfort or really getting to know where your troubles are instead of pushing it away. And then it's always hanging over your head. It's like, oh, I'm going to come and get you. I'm going to come and get you. And you keep pushing it away. So make the problems a meditation. That's a great, that's, that's a great, yeah, yeah. And that's, I think for me, Mina has been one of the real values is like, so anything that comes up now, it's like, okay, I'm just to meditate on it. I'll just yeah, meditate exactly. on it. And, and to your point, it always shifts or I see it different or yeah. you get that in that little voice that you can hear because you're being quiet, yeah. right? It right. mm-hmm. says, ah, and that's like, that's the solution. That's the direction to go. That's um, the direction. I just, I okay. just tell them, go sink your teeth in it. I love that something comes up, that heaviness or cloudiness. I'm like, what in the world? You know, what is it? It happens all the time. And then I just keep going through it. And all of a sudden, you know, poof, you get to the other side of it and you get great insight, more energy, and on to the next one. Right, <laughs> yeah. right. And right. that is a great insight, too. Also, a good segue to the next pitfall was a lot of people say, well, I can't just not think about anything. They want to, they think it's just, you're just supposed to empty your mind. But it's really, like you said, you're supposed to observe your thoughts, right? And yeah, and it's again, you know, we are like kind of a doing people. We think meditation, we are doing. Meditation actually is the undoing. Many times, you know, teaching yoga for so many years, people are like, I'm not flexible enough to do yoga. And I thought, "Mm, that's why you do yoga. (laughs) (laughs) Or I'm not good at yoga. I don't even know what that means. I don't know what that's flexible. That's why you, if you're already flexible, why do you need me? You don't need me. Right. (laughs) 
And, you know, so <laughs> get on with your life. And meditation, if you can, that's the point to meditate. So just like, you know, we shower, we bathe our bodies, we clean our bodies, we brush our teeth, but we have no practice in place to handle the mind, to clean the mind, to clean the debris off of the mind. So meditation is for that purpose. They're like, oh, my, I can't meditate. My mind never stops. And I'm like, yeah, my mind too. You know, that's the nature of the mind. The monkey mind. Yeah, exactly. One person has a special mind. That's the job of the mind. And our job <laughs> is to give a direction. Yeah. It's an ego-based structure that's supposed to get you, they're supposed to just mess with you. It's our job to direct it in the direction wherever you want to take it. It's a kid. You have to give a direction. So, yeah, that's when you give a direction. Mind is looking for direction. If you don't give a direction, it's like a child running amok. When you have a child running amok, you're like, okay, here, here are these Legos. Go do them. And they just, you know, do it and they get really engrossed in it. And that's all we're doing with the mind. So meditation is a way to, if you have a mind, you need to figure out what to do with it. The, you know, the major, most of our problems in our society, our mind, our right. mental. The stories we tell ourselves. Yeah, the ego. How we think, how yeah. we get stuck in yeah. our belief patterns, how we really actually believe what the mind tells us because, and we get stuck in it and we wonder why life isn't changing. So, so that's, you know, it's like, again, it's a myth. Your mind talks, good, come on over, try the meditation. And you will feel relief from this continuous thought process and the feeling overwhelmed and the anxiety and you know it's a it's an air and space element we pick up everyone else's thoughts so the mind is continuously going and then um, that's that's why you meditate <laughs> that's that's the reason to meditate to handle the mind to understand how to um, tame the mind how to how to have a healthy mind so and one thing that I also kind of hear a lot is like well you know, I just can't sit still. I just can't do this or that. And there, but there's an implication that you're supposed to be a certain way about it immediately. And yeah, and, and yeah, exactly. It's kind of like think- bathing or wash, brushing your teeth. It's a daily thing. It's going to because we're changing all the time. It's a daily, exactly. And I just, you know, tune again. I have people, you know, there's comfort is utmost. You sit the way you're comfortable. I know, you know, people will tell me, you know, I give them 20 minutes twice a day. I don't, I don't, I don't have 20 minutes. So I don't, I'm like, okay, fine. I said, you know, you're five minutes. I can do five minutes. And I said, well, don't do anything. You're sitting, right? You're sitting wherever you're sitting, doing something. You're sitting, just close your eyes. Just close your eyes. It's like you're taking a little rest or a nap. I've given you the mantra. Just hang on to it and hang out. That's it. There's nothing needed. Yeah. And there you go. And what happens when they start the five minutes, they realize, ah, oh, I can sit 15 minutes. I mean, really, mm-hmm. if you don't have five minutes to meditate, there's a problem. <laughs> You're too busy behind your props. Yeah. That's like too much. <laughs> or smacking right? people it's at like, Target. Yeah. Well, like Buddha said, you know, if you don't, if you can't, med- you know, meditate 20 minutes twice a day, then you need to meditate all day. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, I've heard I, – I don't remember who's, who said that. Maybe it was the Dalai Lama or somebody that just like oh, if I have a really, really busy day, that's the day I meditate twice as long because I know that if I take yeah. that time to do it, my day will just go so much smoother and better. And Exactly. And I you will know, be Meditation, able, yeah. it, brings, it brings the ability to be present into what you're doing. When you are present – there's clarity. Clarity helps you speed up whatever that you are doing because you're focused. So I tell people attention takes as much time as inattention. Okay, it doesn't take more time. So attention is the depth of the mind, the ability of the mind that you can train the mind to do. And, you know, I've taught meditation to over 200 people. And I don't have one single person saying I can. They meditate because the medit. You know, there are many different types of meditation, but you want the one that's really easy, effortless. It feels like rest, and it should be rest. That's what it is. Heal mind candy. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mina, could you tell us some of the um, different kinds of meditations? You said there's yeah, many. Yeah, there. You know, uh, before a uh, long time ago, I. As you know, we were required to do this meditation, this Vipassana meditation, which um, I actually attended a weekend long, and we weren't able to talk. And it was torture um, for me to, because the teacher kept on saying, sit, sit tall, and da-da-da-da-da. And I was doing that. I had sleep come over me like no one's business. So we were all lined up, and I had all these crazy thoughts. I'm like, oh, I'm going to tumble back. I'm going to knock everybody off. I was just going crazy because I couldn't, I couldn't, I couldn't figure out. I, I was doing everything I was supposed to do, but I kept falling asleep in, in a way like I was on drugs. I could not control it. So I, I just pushed my stuff away, and I'm like, forget it. I just laid straight down. I just, I couldn't control it. And the teacher called me. He goes, I go, I can't. He goes, do this to sound. I'm like, I'm doing it. Nothing's happening. So anyways, I would just fall asleep. I'm like, I can't. There's nothing I can do about it. It's because I was sleep deprived. You know, I sleep. I needed that sleep. So the meditation was a little bit more strict. And I thought, and, you know, there are benefits. I haven't found a meditation that there are no benefits to. There are, ben- there are benefits, but, the, you know, it, it was harder to do. It was hard to do. And... Many times I would come out thinking, oh, my God, like, why haven't I done this before? Or the, the effect would be there, but it was just hard. It was a struggle to do. So, and then, um, you know, I've done breathing meditations and guided meditations. And then I started uh, learning this mantra-based meditation, which is easy, effortless meditation. It's just like I said, you know, the mind needs a direction. Mind is thinking a gazillion thoughts. So we give it a thought. It's a mantra. It has a sound. It has a charm. It has a tone to it. It's like you're singing. And so you just kind of inject that into the mind when I'm teaching people. And then it sticks with them. The sound of my voice sticks with them. And they just hang on to it. Mm-hmm. They just do the mantra before they know where it's mantra. is like a vehicle to take you to the transcendence. So I, that was explained to me that it was um, it was an, a, a way that helped us um, focus because focus, there was exactly. because there's yeah, no yeah. mean there's no meaning to it. it, it no, we don't have an associated no meaning. Yeah. meaning. Yeah, I tell people I'm like you know don't Google it. It has no meaning. It's just nonsense. You know, right. together and uh, and some people think like oh you know there's a romanticization of mantra. My mantra. 
And, <laughs> and that's, you know, students come to me saying, hmm, this mantra doesn't jive with me. And I'm like, no, honey, it's your mind. <laughs> <laughs> well, so what, um, you know, I know that you're going to guide us through a, a short little Meditation. Just, you know, uh, like a breathing. I just guide people through a breathing, you know, through a breathing meditation, really. Okay. So before we do that, just for time, because we could talk about this all day long, as, or know. as you said, weekends, retreats. Yeah. Um, <laughs> or not weeks? talk if yeah. it's a non-talking yeah. retreat. <laughs> so, Karen, is there anything um, else that you'd like to bring up or ask before we do a little meditation? Oh, I just have something funny to say. So on Curb Your Enthusiasm, Larry David, the character, he was saying um, a mantra, and I think it was like, Jaya, Jaya, over and over again. And then he realized it meant F me. Like, (laughs) he kept saying it to himself. And he realized it's actually F myself. Um, So it's just hilarious. And so, yeah, so I think people are so worried about mantras, like, what does it mean? Or am I saying, you know, or if they get like a Chinese tattoo, they think it says something beautiful and it says like lemon chicken rice. So I think that's where people, you know, like people really get, you know, worried about mantras, but really it's just a vibration and like a just kind of a tunneling in, right? With um with mantras, right? right. It's just and really you know, just a, just a word on that, like you know, say, you know, chicken cur whatever you yeah. said. <laughs> yeah. So and you said vibration. So, you know, when the mantras the bead, the seed mantras, they have higher vibration. And when the mantra is passed on from a teacher in a lineage from a teacher to student, it carries a vibration off of the teacher. So, okay. you know, I tell my students, I'm like, don't be hanging, you know, handing out this mantra at Kroger's. It's like, <laughs> it's, a, it's, a <laughs> so I go, it's, you know, they need to learn that. They need to understand that. They need to be in their space. So it's given them to you in the pure and the most beautiful form. Because the teacher's energy is with the mantra. And so, you know, I've taught at high school kids, band kids. And um, because it's high school in Milford, people are, you know, thinking religion, yoga. I'm like, okay, I don't want to enter that conversation. I'm tired of it. Uh, so I said, okay, we're going to end the class with the is sound. I, was, I didn't want to enter, end it with OM because I thought the parents, you know, will have an objection. Uh, so I said, give me a word. Give me a word. I want to end it with something. So one smart guy goes, beef. I'm like, not happening, kid. Have some respect for what I do. We're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, no beef. So I'm like, okay, we can end it with band. We chanted it out like it's om. So so the, the, the words that we use do matter. They need, because the words have meaning. Mm-hmm. So we want to have a you know word that has meaning for us if we're going to do it ourselves we really shouldn't um, because you need to learn so much more about the meditation because when you get into that meditative space questions and things are going to pop up and if you're not understanding you're going to convince yourself that this is not for you I tried it it doesn't work you don't try meditation you just meditate and then that's it you meditate you get a technique and you meditate and you just start where you are, and that's okay. It just, just start. Yeah. Where you start. That's important. It's, start, yeah. yeah, it's exactly. like anything. You just have it's a it's a practice. Like I said, it's a daily practice. Yeah, there's no. You don't yeah. need any prerequisite. You don't right. have to be a certain way, certain weight, or anything like that. It's just that it's anybody. We are built to meditate. We naturally do that. You know, washing dishes, we get lost, or doing this, we we go into the space where we are. Our presence comes. So meditation is a. It's just a conscious effort to 
clear the debris, to clear the experiences from the mind and the nervous system. Well, then how about you just take us, you want to just take us through a little, you know, three, yeah, three. Because, and, you know, before I do that, I do want to, whoever is watching, you know, I, especially these times, I, I don't know how you can really navigate through these times without some kind of a meditative or a reflective or a calming down, even if you're doing a prayer of any kind of a practice. And so I really encourage people to, you know, find an app, um, do a breathing guided meditation. And if they want to learn meditation, a mantra based meditation that I teach is um, you can download it through audios free on my website. And with those two audios, they'll have everything they need to have a technique. So say, what's your website? It's uh, AyurvedicHealingCenter.com. And um, I think it's under the shop or it's under the heart-based meditation. They just click the link. They download the audios. The two audios, they're an hour each. Once they listen to that, all the instructions, all the teachings are there. They'll have a technique. Great. Thank, thank you. you. Thank yeah, you for thank joining you us for today. That. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so so let's just do a quick little sample. Okay. We'll have a little sure. snack. <laughs> so let's go ahead and just take a minute to close your eyes. And gently drop into the body. From your toes all the way to your fingertips. Notice what there is to notice. And then allow the body to relax as it is. Let your hips sink into the chair. Let your legs and feet relax. Relax the shoulders, your jaw, facial muscles, and your forehead. Now just gently check in with the state of your mind, with the activity of the mind. And allow the mind to be as it is. Now go ahead and bring attention to your breath above the base of your upper lip, below your nostrils, noticing your inhale and your exhale. On the inhale, you may notice a cooling influx of air through your nose. On the exhale, you may notice touch of warm moist air at the base of your upper lip. Now see if you can hear the sound of your breath. And noticing the movement of the breath in your body movement in your chest, ribs, and perhaps your belly.
Notice the rhythm of the breath. Out each inhale seamlessly joins the next exhale. And each exhale seamlessly joins the next inhale. So when we tune into the sound, the movement and the rhythm of the breath, we are breathing consciously. So conscious breathing, notice how it has perhaps slowed down the breath. And the slower breath becomes a deeper breath. It may also slow down the heartbeat. That's it. With each breath, keep easing into the body a little more. So let's articulate this breath a little more. With your next inhale, direct the breath to your belly. Allow the belly to expand. Then lengthen the breath all the way towards the top of your head. When you feel the breath is full, take a U-turn and tee it out. End of the exhalation, gently pull the navel in to exhale completely. So navel is about three inches beneath your belly button. Again, inhale, directing the breath to your belly. You can even put your hands on the belly for reference. Let the belly expand. Lengthen the breath all the way up towards the top of your head. Without force, when you feel the fullness of the breath, just simply take a U-turn and begin to empty it out. End of the exhalation, just slightly pull the navel in to exhale completely. And again. So with each breath, notice how the body feels is bearing down. Hips are getting heavier. Belly feels fuller. Now we're going to just focus just a little bit more on the belly. So as you inhale, expand the belly into your palms. The breath will still lengthen up, but you're focusing on expanding the belly. And as you exhale, notice the belly moving back in. Now inhale, expand the belly fully. Find all the little spaces that you can breathe into. Continue to expand and exhale. Let the belly move from the periphery to the center. Now pay attention to the back of the belly as well. Again, inhale, expand the belly forward, back, sideways, up and down. 
Expand it fully, a little more, and exhale. Allow the belly to slowly move back to center. Again, expand the belly fully. Hold the breath for just five seconds, and I'll guide you. And exhale, move the belly back in. Continue with this breath with just a gentle focus on the belly. You may notice that this can create a slight discomfort or a little soreness, and here's the reason. Whatever we experience, we experience at our navel center first. Because we don't know that, we continue to superficially digest the experiences with the mind, but the experience in the belly remains. So that gathers, it, it, the energy becomes blocked. When we are breathing, we're simply dissipating that energy. So the little soreness is the movement in the pent-up or stored experiences that are there in the belly. So it's really important to breathe into the belly and continue Still continue to breathe, expanding the belly. The exhale may feel like a sigh, like you're letting go and you're just sinking deeper into the body. So the conscious belly breathing brings us into a place of being. That's where we are connected to our source at the navel point. In that place of being, they're just simply a lot more available to us. And you may also notice the activity in the mind. Perhaps it has slowed down a little. Perhaps the body is a little more relaxed. And this type of breathing, belly breathing, conscious breathing, you can, we can do it anytime. Especially when the mind is racing or you feel overwhelmed. It's breathing deeply. It doesn't take extra time. And so just hanging out at the navel point, breathing into the navel point so you can drop the energy into the body and the, it brings clarity and calmness to the mind. And when you're ready, go ahead and slowly open your eyes. Wow. (laughs) That was great. Thanks, Mina. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. Yeah. Yeah, I just feel really <laughs> calm. Yeah, and I didn't, lovely. I didn't know that about the um, digestive. That's a great, uh, uh, another new kind of um, experience for me. So thank you. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. And and we're we've been talking a lot about gut health and all of that, and so this will uh, ties in perfectly with another technique to help you know our gut health. Oh, it I'm really sure. does. So, you know, you want to think about movement. It's breathing is movement. Moving moves energy. 
movement is really great in any area of our life because it brings in the fresh new energy. Otherwise, we feel stale and stuck. And breathing is a great way. It's an instant way to, um, you know, center yourself and calm down. Uh, yeah, that's great. Yes, and thank you for uh, mentioning the navel area because I've noticed the more that I meditate and I feel like I'm sort of in a spiritual awakening, I do often feel that area sore, almost like I've been rocking it back and forth, like yeah. even in my sleep, um, yeah. that navel area. So that's an interesting yeah, point. It yeah, it really is. If we yeah. can even learn that one technique, because we're trying to live our life from the head, it's not working out too well. Um, <laughs> Speak for yourself. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you go to a bigger yeah. place and direct the mind. So, it, you know, it can be complex, but we don't need to make it complex. We can really think of it in a very simple way. And just, it's just, we haven't been taught this. So we're just learning it. You can learn anytime. And when you learn, there you go. You have this new information. That's, wow, that's We've fantastic. We've certainly learned a lot yes, today. today. And so, and it's so generous for you to provide the um, meditations for free on your site. And what was your yeah, site again? Yeah, it is. Re- yeah, exactly. It's created by my teacher, Dr. Paul Douglas, and he taught us, he taught me, and then I created my own based on, you know, learning. The good. And so right. that's AryurvedicHealingCenter.com? Yeah. Right? Okay. Ayurvedic. Yeah. Okay, great. And um, so I think it's a wrap. Yeah, yeah. that's a wrap. Yeah, it comes so <laughs> it was yeah. fun. It was yeah. so fun hanging out with you, yeah. Sherry and Karen. Yeah, it was a whole yeah. great. Great, Thanks, Nina. Thank you so much. And um, thank you so much. And talk to you soon. Okay. All right. And you and I will be in touch about the other stuff. Yes, of course. Okay. Of course. Great. Thank Bye-bye. you, guys. Thank you, Bye-bye. everyone, for joining. Bye bye. So yeah, we did yeah, it. We did it. So. <laughs> Um, Why do I have a feeling yeah. we're not going to feel this zen after every podcast? <laughs> right, right, right. So that awesome. was that was. I learned a lot after twenty three years. I yeah. learned things I just didn't know before. So that's great. And um, it's just I just want to thank you and thank you. Yeah, you know, great ideas, and uh, we'll see you next week. Yeah, for sure. This has been Karen Kalmasian and Sherry Richards. Thank you for joining us on our collective today and Inspired Good Fat Life. Please join us on Facebook at Inspired Good Fat Life. Be well. Until next time.